Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. A lot of people have taken lava and other things out of the park. Then they get home and really bad things have happened to them. So they they believe in this curse. And what happens is they mail back their lava rocks. They also said that some guy paid over $100 to mail his rocks back. So people take it very seriously. So what's the bottom line? Are you asking me? Yeah. I, I have no idea. You <laughs> lost me when you said the guy mailed his rocks back. <laughs> I'm still wondering what that means. <laughs> This is the Dear Bob and Sue podcast, stories from our journey to all the U.S. national parks and other public lands. I'm Karen Smith. And I'm Matt Smith. We're the authors of the Dear Bob and Sue series of books. Today, we're taking you to the Big Island of Hawaii and discussing our top 10 things to do in Hawaii Volcanoes National Park. With the ongoing spectacular eruptions from Kilauea, the park has been receiving a lot of attention lately. But even if you happen to be there when the lava isn't flowing, there are plenty of interesting things to do and see. From hiking trails to scenic drives, we'll share our favorites coming up next. Before we get started talking about Hawaii volcanoes today, we wanted to follow up on a few messages we got regarding some previous episodes. In our last mailbag episode, we talked about the America the Beautiful Pass, and we got a couple of comments. 80% of the revenue when you buy an America the Beautiful Pass, so if you go to a park and you buy the the pass there, 80% of that revenue stays in that park. So I thought that was an interesting little detail. So if you want to support your local park or your favorite park and you buy your pass there, you'll know that a big part of that uh, revenue stays at that park. Yeah, I think that's great. A woman named Holly sent us an email about that and she said they always go out of their way. They drive for several hours to get to their local national park because they feel like they want to support it. It's It's one of the smaller NPS sites. So yeah, I just think that's great. If you are buying... In America, the Beautiful Pass, and you've got some local uh, NPS sites in your area, then why not get it from there? Yeah, that's a good tip. So Mm -hmm. thank you for everyone who emailed us that piece of information. And then after our Mammoth Cave Halloween episode aired, Matt, that was the one where you and I discussed the proper way to pronounce that city in Kentucky. Louisville? (laughs) (laughs) I believe you called it Louisville. Um, Several Kentucky residents messaged us like I knew they would, and they said that it is not Louisville or Louisville. It's pronounced, let me see if I can get this right, Louisville. 
Louisville. Louisville. Yeah, you sound you sound so natural. <laughs> <laughs> They'll probably we'll probably get emails and people asking, "Are you from Louisville?" <laughs> Gary, no doubt, no doubt. What, a, what other <laughs> updates do we have? You know, this isn't really an update. This is more of an inspirational email that we got. It made me feel so good, and it might make other people feel good, too. And this came from a woman named Pat, and I did get her permission for us to read this on one of our episodes. Anyway, what she wrote was this. My husband and I visited the Utah Mighty Five in 2019. He isn't able to walk very far. So standing in Zion, I made a secret vow that I would hike Zion on my 70th birthday in 2020. Obviously, that didn't happen. Even having never been a hiker, after reading Dear Bob and Sue, all of them, and listening to your podcasts, I decided I could do this. So in May of this year, at 71 years young, I convinced a girlfriend to hike Zion with me. Granted, we stuck to the easier trails like Middle Pool and Canyon Overlook, but I checked it off my wish list. That's a great email. I know, yeah, I know. That's a great comment. Way to go, Pat, for having that goal and and sticking with it and doing it. I think it just shows us that we are all a lot more capable of things than we think we might be. That's a great story, and I'm glad that Pat got out there and started hiking, and there's a lot more hikes for her. Oh, I think that's exactly right. I can't wait to see what's next on her list. Okay, so that's it for the follow-ups. Thank you all for joining us today as we talk about Hawaii Volcanoes National Park. Aloha. Aloha, Karen. Are we are we going to speak that's, in native tongue? Yeah, that's to get you in the mood. <laughs> Did you know that aloha can mean either hello or goodbye? I think it's my new favorite word. You want to know what my favorite Hawaiian word is? Uh, well, is it aloha? Because it can also mean love and affection. It's macadamia nut. That's two words. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? Also, that's not Hawaiian. It doesn't sound Hawaiian. <laughs> it doesn't. But there's when a you lot said... of macadamia nuts there. <laughs> yes. Remember when we were visiting and we went to the nut factory? I think that was one of your favorite things. <laughs> it was because they combine those nuts with a lot of other good things like white chocolate and coconut and... <laughs> And we found out that, that the macadamia nuts are actually one of Hawaii's signature crops. I think they told us they have more than like 700 macadamia nut farms there in Hawaii. Is, is that our number one top 10 thing to do when you visit the park? Uh, no, I think maybe we'll have to save that topic for a future episode. Okay. Uh, today we're talking about the national park. <laughs> Hawaii has two national parks. There is Hawaii Volcanoes National Park on the Big Island. Then there is Haleakala National Park on Maui. Did you know that on the big island, they actually have four other NPS sites? I did hear about did that you? somewhere. Did you? <laughs> it's on the outline are right you, here. But are you laughing you, at me for reading the outline? <laughs> One of the reasons that we are doing an episode on the Hawaii Volcanoes National Park is because we have had a lot of requests for this topic. It seems like a lot of people are planning trips to Hawaii this winter. Why aren't we going to Hawaii? Yeah, you know what? We should be doing this podcast episode from Hawaii. That's what we should have done. I like that idea. Too late now. We're in the pouring rain in <laughs> Seattle, Washington. Noah is building an ark <laughs> in our front yard right here. There's animals lining up two by two as we speak. <laughs> Including our bison. <laughs> yep, two bison out in our driveway. Mm -hmm. 
Well, and just one tip, though. You know, we went in December, uh, which is rainy season, and it rained a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, everyone wants to visit Hawaii in the winter to get away from the cold of the winter. But November through March is rainy season over there. So it's still a great time to go, but just make sure you pack a raincoat. That's right. Now, we were going to combine this episode and do both the National Parks in one episode, but we realized it was way too much information. So we will be doing an episode on Haleakala. National Park, and that will be coming out sometime in December. In all seriousness, I was surprised when we did the research to learn or relearn, because we probably learned this 11 years ago when we were there, that Hawaii Volcanoes has been a national park for over 100 years. I know. It was one of the earlier national parks. I thought that was surprising, too. It became a national park in 1916 when President Woodrow Wilson signed it into legislation. And here's a little-known fact. The Hawaii Volcanoes National Park originally included Haleakala on the island of Maui. And so, then, so it was all one park? It was all one. And I guess that's why, oh, you know, plural, Hawaii yeah. Volcanoes. Then it wasn't until 1961 that Haleakala was made a separate national park. Which makes sense. Cause they're, they're on different islands. And yeah, it, it, that's a pretty big distance between those two places. The national park extends from sea level all the way up to 13,677 feet. This park encompasses the summits of two of the world's most active volcanoes, Kilauea and Mauna Loa. I like as you prepared for this episode, <laughs> you looked up a lot of these places and the pronunciation of the names. So I'm going to let you pronounce all of them today. I feel like we struggle so much with pronunciation. So I looked up some YouTube videos. So hopefully I don't butcher it too badly. Maybe you could give a few of them a try as well. I'll try. Yeah, try. Yeah, <laughs> I'll do my best. And hopefully the Hawaiian folks listening will send us emails about all the ones I mispronounced. <laughs> No doubt. <laughs> also, the park has the honor of being a designated International Biosphere Reserve and a UNESCO World Heritage Site. And I don't know what any of that means. We talked about the UNESCO World Heritage Site. I, I know. I know we did. I remember talking about them. I don't remember okay. what they are, but it's great that you uh, point that out okay. anytime that's the case. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how do you get there, Matt? Well, there's two main airports on the Big Island. Mm-hmm. We flew into Hilo, but you can also fly into Kona. Right. Um, so when we did it... We, I think we flew back from American Samoa to Honolulu and then took a plane to Hilo. Hilo is really the closest town to the park areas. Right. I mean, Kona is is a great tourist area. I, I've been there on, on business for conferences. It's, it's a beautiful part of the island, but the park itself is closer to Hilo. Which is where we stayed in a hotel in Hilo. Yeah, it's about a 40-minute drive to the park from Hilo, and it's about two hours from the Kona side, from that area. Okay, so we are going to talk about the top 10 things to do in the park. And this this is no particular order. Yeah, we start off by going to the visitor center, which is the thing that we tell people to do. Right. Always. I mean, other than get your picture in front of the sign and all that. Right. When you enter the park, the Kilauea Visitor Center is right there near the rim of the Kilauea caldera. You know, I heard Kilauea referred to once as a drive-up volcano, probably because you have these services and activities situated right on the rim. It is pretty amazing. You can get really close to the volcano. Yeah, right on the it, edge. Yeah. 
So your first stop would most likely be at the Visitor's Center. And this is the Kilauea Visitor's Center. They have rangers and volunteers on duty to give you the latest information about the current eruption, if it's erupting when you're there, and, and to tell you about hiking trails and all of those good things. Plus, that Visitor's Center has some great exhibits and a very nice gift shop. And when you're finished shopping, there's a trail that starts right there, the Sulphur Banks Trail. Yeah, it's a boardwalk trail, about 1.2 miles round trip, and you get to see some steam vents as you walk along. It can smell pretty bad in that area. People <laughs> always say it smells like rotten eggs. I, I don't know. I, I've never smelled rotten eggs. I've smelled all the things that people say smell mm-hmm. like rotten eggs, but yeah, it doesn't smell good. It does not. What I read was there are volcanic gases that seep out of the ground, and these gases have carbon dioxide, sulfur dioxide, and hydrogen sulfide, which is the gas. Oh, yeah, that that's the like. one that'll get you. That's the, hi- the one that'll hydrogen get you. Hydrogen sulfide. That's the <laughs> rotten egg smell right there. Yeah. This is where a mask would come in handy. <laughs> yeah. And I remember when we were there, they had, I don't know if it was an electronic sign or just, just a physical bulletin board, but... It said, where is the lava? Mm-hmm. And they were sh- showing where, you know, the, the current lava was flowing. Rare occurrence <laughs> for the park. When we were there, there was no lava flowing anywhere. I know. It was very disappointing, I will say, because we had seen, of course, the incredible footage, videos of that lava flowing. And I kind of had assumed for no particular reason that it was always flowing and that we would go and we would get to see the lava. Most of the time it is always flowing. We just didn't get to see any lava. We had a dud day, at least as far as lava flowing. Mm -hmm. So the second thing on our list would be to watch Kilauea erupt if you're lucky enough to be there when that's happening. And that's kind of the the marquee thing. People want to see lava flowing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's been getting a lot of attention lately because it's been really active in the last year. Yeah, this last period of eruption started back in December of 2020. And it continued, gosh, for about five, six months. Yeah, until May. Yeah, and then it went quiet for a few months. And then back in September of this year, 2021, it started erupting again. It's still going now, November 2021, when we're recording this. So, yeah, it's it's pretty active. So if you're going now, you probably get a a lava show. And unfortunately, it's tough to plan a trip to to guarantee that you're going to see the lava. You know, hopefully you'll get lucky and it'll be flowing. I guess there are several safe viewpoints to watch the eruption and those are listed on the NPS website. I'm sure when you go to the visitor center too that they would tell you, you know, where to stand, where to go to watch it. And there's webcams on the park website mm-hmm. that you can also see the the eruption. Yeah, I, I was watching them the other day since we didn't get to see it 11 no, years ago. <laughs> see it on your on your computer. That's right. So that was number 2. Number 3 is hike the Go ahead, Matt. <laughs> the Kilauea Iki Crater. Yes. We really liked that hike. Yeah, it takes you 400 feet into the Kilauea Iki Crater. Mm-hmm. Is that how you say it? Are you just no, are you goofing right. me? No, that's exactly right. right. So yeah, you hike down, you cross the crater floor, and then you hike back up again, back to the parking lot. And I thought it was really cool because what you're walking on used to be a boiling lava lake. You're actually walking on what was hot lava. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. pretty cool. In spots, it's a little steep and rocky. It's a very barren landscape down yeah. there. It was yeah. very, um, you know, the volcanic rock is black, you know, dark grayish. And uh, yeah, it's, it's like another world down there. So if you park at the Kilauea Iki Overlook, 
then this hike, it's about a three and a third mile round trip. But the Park Service website said that that parking lot is almost always full during the day because this is a really popular hike. So your backup is to park at the visitor center and walk. And then that makes it a 5.3 mile round trip. And you access that via the Crater Rim Trail. Do you remember that trail? We hiked on part of it. Yep. I do. So that adds a couple miles if you have to start from the visitor center. Right. And just a note that the Crater Rim Trail used to be an 11-mile trail that circled the entire caldera. You were basically hiking on the rim of the caldera all the way around. But sections of that trail are now closed. And so basically, when you look at the map, you can only hike about half of it. Still a cool trail. Yeah. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the... Must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, so moving on to number four. Wait, yeah, we're not quite ready for number four. Yet. I, I just uh, wanted to mention I'm something. I'm ready for number four. <laughs> I, know you are. I wanted to mention that I, as I was thinking about our visit, I remembered when we were walking through that crater and we were witnessing some bad behavior by another park visitor. This is all we'll say right now. Yeah, don't and get me started I know. On, on visitor bad behavior. Yeah, and I just wanted to point out that these lands are sacred to the Hawaiian people. And as one of our national parks, it also should be sacred to all of us. But some of the bad behavior is people stealing things out of the park. Ooh, like not supposed to do that. No, mostly lava. People want to take the lava with them. Because there's so much of it. <laughs> right. But, but you need to leave the lava where, it's, where right. it lies. So, people believe that the volcano goddess named Pele, who according to the legend lives in the Kilauea volcano, she puts a curse on anyone who steals anything from the park. She has curse power? She has curse power. She right. li- okay. Let's so, summarize. She okay. lives in the volcano. Right. And she puts curse on people. Who steal things. So a lot of people have taken lava and other things out of the park. Then they get home and really bad things have happened to them. So they they believe in this curse. And what happens is they mail back their lava rocks. And some of them fly back and put it back. And some of them hike in. They're all different delivery methods of bringing the lava back. And, the, and then the curse is lifted if they do that? Well, apparently that's what people believe. It's interesting because the park says that lava has been shipped back to the park from all over the world, from Germany, from Japan and Australia. And you know what's funny, Matt? What? I read this article. It said the park also received 
cardboard coasters <laughs> taken from the Kona Brewing Company. So people people are thinking <laughs> that that's where their bad luck is coming from. They took a they took a coaster from the brewing company. Yes, and you know those like, cardboard yeah, coasters. Yeah, and, and, and they're just mailing them back. Uh-huh. I thought maybe that was you. I no look there's <laughs> there's there's not enough postage stamps at our local post office to for me to mail back all the coasters I've taken from breweries. <laughs> I don't I don't think you can get bad luck from taking those. No, not from a coaster. No. no but no. the lava is a different story. And since you mentioned the postage, they also said that some guy paid the postage was over a hundred dollars to mail his rocks back. So people take it very seriously. So what's the bottom line? Are you asking me? Yeah. I, I have no idea. You <laughs> lost me when you said the guy mailed his rocks back. <laughs> I'm still wondering what that means. Okay, the bottom line is don't take stuff out of the national parks. <laughs> so don't take stuff out of the park or any park. Right. Does any park. every park have a goddess that will curse them? Or in, I think in some form or another, yes, okay. they all do. Okay, let's just go with that. All right, Matt, what's the next one? Number four is to hike the Thurston Lava Tube. Mm, that's a cool thing. It's a 500-year-old lava tube. We've hiked lava tubes before. Mm-hmm. Um Looking back into our archives, we have photos of the inside of the lava tube. I, I don't think it's very long. It's about what? It's Six, only 600 feet. 600 feet, feet yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we poked our heads in there. Yeah, if you're not familiar with a lava tube, it looks a lot like a cave. And while you aren't a big fan of lava tubes and caves, Matt, this is a very popular thing to do in the park. And if you want to see it without a crowd of people around you, you should go before 9 a.m. or after 4 p.m. This is very close to the Kilauea Iki parking lot. So you could do both. You could do the hike and then and go explore this lava tube. Obviously, it's dark in there. Like mm-hmm. like you said, it's like a cave. It's uh-huh. a tube. And they keep the lights on, what, from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m.? Yeah. Uh, but you can go in 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. So just know that if you're there or very early or, or late at night, take some form of flashlight or headlamp or something like that. Matter of fact, you should probably take a couple yeah. just in case... One goes out because you get all the way in there and oh yeah, and headlamp goes out. You're you're going to be stuck, right? And especially too now, the park says that it's a 1.5 mile round trip hike. I don't remember it being that long. I'm not sure which parking lot they're basing that on. Again, as you said, Matt, it's the the tube itself is only 600 feet long, but I recall it being a quick and easy hike. Okay, so lava tube. Mm-hmm. Next one is number five, drive the chain of craters road. I really liked that. Yeah. That's a 19 mile long scenic drive that takes you from the park entrance, which is at 4,000 feet elevation, past a lot of uh, scenic points, all the way down to the ocean. Yeah, I remember driving that. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Like we said, this park is over 100 years old. That road was put in in 1928. Mm -hmm. Over the years, lava has crossed the road. They've had to rebuild the road, and sometimes they close it. Um, So like we always say, with any park visit, Visit, check the website, the park's website, before you go, because sometimes that road's closed because of flows. And we're going to talk about a few other things on our list that are right off this chain of craters road. Uh, the next thing that we did along there that we really liked was we pulled over, we stopped and parked, and we hiked to the, the Puuloa petroglyphs. These petroglyphs are etchings that document the life and culture of the native Hawaiian people who lived there. We really enjoy petroglyphs. Yes. Where, whichever mm-hmm. park we're in, we always uh, check out the petroglyphs if they have any. And I do remember 
were hiking that trail. It was a pretty easy trail. I mean, it wasn't very long, maybe a mile and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember a lot of families there. And then and there were petroglyphs, rock carvings. And I thought it was interesting. These petroglyphs date back to the 13th through 15th centuries. And it has about 23,000 petroglyphs. So they were busy. <laughs> they, <laughs> they were very busy. They were busy. busy pecking at the rocks, mm-hmm. documenting their culture. That's right. So that's a very cool thing to see. Yeah, one one 1.4 miles round trip. So. Yeah. So what number are we on, Matt? This next one is number seven, and I'm going to let you introduce it because okay. it's not super easy to pronounce. Yeah, this is a viewpoint at the end of the chain of Craters Road, and what you are looking at is the Hole Sea Arch. So when you get to the end of the road, you walk about a thousand feet past the gate to the observation area. And when you're looking out, you're going to see a 90 foot high lava rock arch nestled in the steep cliffs that run along the ocean. It's always fun to see naturally occurring arches. It is. And this particular arch is like 550 years old. They've documented that that's when the lava flow was Mm -hmm. that created this arch. Yeah, it's interesting because on the website, they also mentioned that at some point, this arch will fall into the sea. So I guess if you want to have a look at Like in a million years? I don't know if they meant tomorrow or next week. Yeah, I'm sure they don't know. Um, So yeah, that's another thing to do on the uh, chain of Craters Road, another cool thing. Yeah, so go down and see the sea arch, the Mm -hmm. Olay Sea Arch. Olay. Olay. <laughs> this is why I'm I'm not introducing these topics. And Matt, what's what's that overlook that's also off the chain of Craters Road? What is that, Matt? Well, <laughs> that's the Helena. That's the Helena Poly Overlook. Did I say that right? Helena. <laughs> it's the Helena Poly Overlook, Karen. It's going to make me say that over and over and over until I get it right. That's right. <laughs> So this is this is a turnoff off of the Chain of Craters Road. You drive the Helena Poly Road, which is a 10-mile narrow, unpaved road up to the Overlook. And I always like this when I find out that this, this particular road was built by the CCC in the 1930s. CCC stands for Civilian Conservation Corps. So many structures in our national park system are attributed to the CCC in the 1930s. I think that is so cool. Like We need that today. We need a modern CCC. Let's build cool stuff and take care of some of the maintenance backlog in our parks. We definitely need that. But it is cool that they were all the way over in Hawaii doing it. I love that. Now, when you get up to this overlook, of course, you're looking you're looking down at the ocean. It's absolutely beautiful. The overlook itself is 12 miles long, and there are some other hiking trails that you can uh, start from that point as well if you want to do some day hiking around there. So on that road, that I'm not going to try to pronounce the name again, the 10-mile <laughs> road, about seven miles into it. Uh, you'll find one of the two campgrounds in the park. That's right. Yeah. And I didn't even write down the name because it was it was like 20 syllables. Uh-huh. So we're just going to say there, there are two campgrounds in the park. We'll talk about the other one in a little bit. And this is one of the campgrounds. <laughs> so. All right. So you can camp in the uh, park. Mm-hmm. Yes, Great. you can. Yep. All right. Number nine. Okay. So another lookout uh, viewpoint is the Mauna Loa lookout. And this is this is a beautiful viewpoint that's accessed by driving 11 miles on an unpaved road. And this one overlooks the Kilauea crater, mm-hmm. right? Yep. 
It's also the trailhead. If hikers want to summit Mauna Loa, yes. that's where they start. Right. Okay. And I think that's a multi-day effort. That's why we didn't no, do it. But we maybe had, we go back we and do had that. Coconut pancakes <laughs> and macadamia nut. <laughs> riddle to, we to were, go to instead we of the multi-day <laughs> summit hike. That's right. Priorities. <laughs> but up here at this lookout, you've got incredible views. There's there's a picnic table if you want to have lunch. Just um, one? I think there is just one. Just one and, picnic table. So you'll have to share and make some friends. There's a pit toilet, just one. And there is a very cool shelter that was also built by the CCC in the 1930s. And that's still standing and that's still available to use. One note about the road, it can be rough. So they kind of warn, like, just be aware that it's sometimes in some places that road's pretty rough. And it's narrow. In, in a lot of places, it's one lane. So if you see somebody coming from the other direction, you're going to have to figure out how to pull over and uh, get get past each other. All right. So number 10, what would you say would be number 10 on your list of the 10 things to do in the park, Karen? I think what everyone should do is stay in the park until dark or go to the park when it's dark if you've already left because, well, for two reasons. If the lava is flowing and you want to see it, I mean, the night is the absolute best time because you've got that red lava and you've got the fire and it's lighting up the darkness. So I yeah, think, that would be spectacular. Yes. Which we did not see. No. So we were not there at night because there was nothing to see. Although we did miss out on something, which is my next point. What's your next point, Karen? There is incredible stargazing in the park. Yeah. Or so people have told us because we weren't there. You, you like the stars. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a dark sky area. Yeah, one of the best places on the entire island to view the night sky is is up there at Hawaii Volcanoes. Yeah, so th- there you go. Stay mm-hmm. until dark, stay during dark. Watch the lava, mm-hmm. do some stargazing. So a couple more things to mention. Let's talk briefly about if you want to stay in the park, there is a hotel. And I wish we would have stayed there. I did not know this. I know. It's called the Volcano House Hotel. Well, it's the na- name kind of scares a few people away. <laughs> <laughs> it's very close to the visitor center. It has 33 guest rooms, 10 cabins, and 16 campsites. So this is the other campground, the the other drive-in campground that's in the park. Yeah, we should try to do that when we go back. I know. I'd like to stay in one of those cute little yeah. cabins. I saw some pictures of them online. You like historic hotels, don't you? I do. What's really cool about this is that this historic hotel has been up there operating in various incarnations and locations since 1846. That's pretty amazing I know. when you think about it. That's now, it's not the same version that you see today. The volcano house that's there on the rim now opened in 1941 after the previous one burned down. And so. I bet you know there's famous people who've stayed there, Karen. Yeah, can you name a couple men? Well, I would think like President Eisenhower, <laughs> maybe President Truman, John Kennedy, Richard Nixon. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of those, the, like those are some famous... Those are some famous presidents people. of the United States who've yeah. stayed there. I also read that back in the 1800s, when it was a, a kind of a different looking hotel, you know who stayed there? Oh, this could be a pop quiz, but Wait. you'll never guess it. I, I wasn't listening to the question. <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> Somebody else famous stayed there in the 1800s. In the 1800s, yes. mm-hmm. Mark Twain. In the 1800s, yes. Well, it's been a hotel since 1846. Yeah, he did spend time. In the Hawaiian Islands, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. And he stayed there. Okay, so that's that's interesting. I believe there's also a few lodging options in Volcano Village. That's about five minutes outside the entrance station. 
Yeah, and the village also has some dining options as well as a winery. Winery? <laughs> I know. Who wouldn't love that? So, Karen, what if we wanted to go and backpack? Could we backpack? We can backpack. I think that would be fun. Okay. There are eight backcountry camping sites. All of those require a permit, but they also have off-site dispersed camping. That's allowed. So... There are a lot of details that we won't go into right now. They're all on the Hawaii Volcanoes National Park Service website. So if you're interested in any of that, take a look at all the information they've provided about how to get a permit and all that good stuff. All right. Maybe that's what we'll do when we go back to that park again. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, I liked this park a lot. What's not to like? <laughs> I did too. Any, any place where on your way back to where you're staying, you can stop for coconut pancakes and mm-hmm. it was sunny and warm and beautiful and it, this park has a lot of diversity you're hiking through these lava beds and then but you've got rainforests and you've got the ocean got the ocean and, and you got peaks you got you got 13,000 foot peaks which right. and, and it's going to be cold up there and mm-hmm. i mean there's snow up there so you've got uh you really have it all. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. People always ask us how long they should plan for their visit. Now, we just, we did everything in one day. And that's mainly because we were, as as we said, we had come from American Samoa and we were on our way to Maui after that. So we were, we were already gone for like two weeks. Yeah. We were pressed for time. Yeah. Yeah. We were trying to fit it all in in just a day. I'd say ideally, if you can get a room or a cabin at the Volcano House, spend two days and take your time. There are some other hikes that are on the NPS website that we didn't talk about that you could do. So I would suggest two days exploring the park and spend the night in the park because... Then you get to see sunset and sunrise and all that good stuff. Yeah, and too. then you're, you're there during the night, so you get stargazing. Right. right? So yeah, right. no, that's I think that's a good plan. And if you're not combining this with um, Haleakala and you're on the Big Island for an entire week, there are all kinds of things to do. Like you could explore the other four National Park Service sites. You could check out the beautiful beaches, rent a kayak, rent a boat, play golf. Or my favorite, yeah. <laughs> sit by the pool with one of those tropical drinks in my hand with you know, that has the umbrella. Yeah, that's your favorite thing to do. <laughs> it is. Yeah, but don't forget, you can go to the nut factory where they process the <laughs> macadamia nuts and you feel like you're in macadamia when you're there. It feels like old, old world macadamia where they make all the macadamia nut treats. Mm-hmm, that's right. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah, don't forget to go on the nut the nut tour okay thanks for joining us today and also we wanted to thank all of you who listened to our gear and gift guide episode last week and checked out our companion blog post we really appreciate all your support yeah we really do and it's fun to see what people are clicking on and what people are buying some of the top sellers so far the phone tripod, which is a big seller year after year, and, and that's a great thing that everyone who travels needs to have a little tripod for the phone. The Kindling Cracker uh, oh. is, is big. Darn Tough Socks, always mm-hmm. uh, a popular item. The portable battery that we mentioned, the headlamps, th- those are all things that I would have predicted. The one that, that is new this year that's getting a lot of attention is that Soul Fuel-Free Lighter. Oh, it is yeah. so cool. It's a great gift for people who backpack and camp because 
you can't blow the thing out. Like you can, you can start a fire in wind, and uh, yeah. So it's yeah. it's it's a great little device. It's a very cool gadget. If you want to check that out or any of the other items on our gift and gear guide, you can find all those at www.mattandkaren.com. Mm-hmm.